Hello. It's quite the entrance, wasn't it? Yeah, the lights came on. I'm just sat here. Um, did you know that Mark can actually dance like the video suggests? Did you know that? If you don't believe, ask him. At the end of the service, she shows your moves. I'm no, joking. You will hate me if that happens. Um, my name is Sean. It's a great pleasure to, to welcome you this morning, uh, part of the team here. I'm just excited to be starting off the Christmas series called Light in the Dark. Everyone say Light in the Dark. Come on, uh, excited uh, to just be uh, kicking this off as we uh, look at the story this week of Mary and Joseph, and we're going to be looking at uh, Matthew chapter 1. Feel free to turn there as, as I waffle on, that's absolutely fine. Um, just as you're turning there, um, how amazing is it to see so many hampers going out at the moment, just blessing people? Um, if you've been involved or are going to be involved in the coming days, weeks uh, with the hampers, can you just show us that we're just waving if that's possible? Guys, can we thank these guys? for their service and their, their help. Thank you so much just for helping up on the balcony as well. Thank you so much. Um, just an amazing, uh, amazing thing to see. 1,000 hampers going out. How surreal, hey. Um, the Christmas season is here. Ooh. Ooh. Um, who thinks that we shouldn't be celebrating Christmas so this early yet? Or is there, is there, oh, there's a few people, okay. Um, who's just really excited for Christmas? Anyone else? <laughs> Come on, I'm so excited because pigs in blankets are coming. My favorite. Um, really excited for the Christmas season. The Christmas season has certainly uh, started. You can walk through the city center at the moment. I'm sure uh, on the way even to church this morning, there were hundreds and hundreds of Santas running up and down uh, the main street here. I don't know if you saw them, but we did on the way in this morning. Uh, the festivity, the food and the good cheer, the smells, the sounds, and the invitation to what many people say is a season of magic. Santas and reindeers, gifts and parties all begin as we turn to this wonderful season that is Christmas, a time for all people to celebrate the joy of this holiday. Yet, as much as we enjoy the festivities and the fun and the bells and the food, beneath, hidden underneath, is a story, a story of the centrality of what Christmas is about. Beneath the moments of wonder and the joyous occasion lies a journey that is often hidden, a journey that is the greatest story that has ever been told, a story that's been told throughout the years, thousands and thousands of years, and will be told from this moment onwards. It was a journey which many of us have been invited upon, and many of us will, a journey that brings salvation and transformation, the journey of Christmas at its center is, of course, about the journey of God coming to this world for a baby called Jesus Christ. A story of salvation and a story of redemption. A journey that begun 2,000 years ago that has ended with us being here this moment in this time. You see, behind every journey and behind every story, there is a purpose. And I want to remind you this morning of the purpose of Jesus Christ. Anyone excited about Jesus Christ? Today we start a series called Light in the Darkness, and I'm excited to just kick that off with hopefully showing you who that light is. Would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 1? We're reading from verse 18 through to verse 25, and it starts with these words. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. 
His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Hallelujah. All this took place to fulfill the Lord and what he said through the prophet. And here's an anchor text for us today. The virgin will conceive and give a birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Everyone say, God with us. God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, took Mary home to be his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. God with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. I'm going to be looking today at how God is with us in the seasons of life, through the journeys of life. I'm going to be looking at how God is with us in our family. Even when it's difficult, even when the trials hit, I'm going to be exploring how I believe God can be with us, even in the darkest hour, even in the most frustrating of times, God is with us. We're going to reflect over the last 18 months and be honest about how difficult it has been for many of us, but how I believe even in the difficulties of COVID-19 and the pandemic, we serve a God that isn't distant, but a God that is with us. We're going to explore how God is with us on the journey, but also what we're going to explore is how when God is with us, he also wants to be seen through us. God with us and God through us. That's the, I've given you the sermon in five minutes there, okay? Um, let's pray really quickly. Jesus, come and be with us this morning. That's what we're exploring. That's what we're believing, that you're alive. You're wanting to be close, even for those people in the room that's been through a difficult season or currently in a real challenging and difficult season. May you come and be close to us this morning. Speak to us through your word. Shape us. Make us see your plans and your promises Give us hope where we feel like we've lost it. Be close to those that are hurting and give empowerment to those that are ready. We pray this in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Well, for those that know me or those that are getting to know me, you're going to start to recognize as a common theme to many of my stories uh, that I tell. And one of those common themes is Stoke City Football Club. I can only apologize as we start, but it's happening again. Um, I'm a big Stoke City Football Club uh, fan. I was born in Stoke-on-Trent, hence why I support them. And one Christmas, uh, me and my family were two weeks away from Christmas. And my family used to have this tradition where it's like, tell us what your most um, wanted present is, and we'll try and make sure we can get that present for you. So of course, 15 years old, I've never been to see Stoke City play because we live for about three hours away. And of course, at 15, my number one present that I wanted my parents to get me was tickets to see the Mighty Potters play football in January. So I asked and asked and asked for two weeks leading up to Christmas. I made sure that my parents knew that I wanted tickets to Stoke City Football Club. I was going on. I was fasting. I was praying. I was claiming it in the name of Jesus. I was doing everything you possibly could to let everyone know that this is what I wanted. Two weeks, every breakfast, every lunch, every dinner. I just want to go see Stoke play in January. Please, 
Let me have the tickets. Christmas arrives, we go downstairs, everyone's got different traditions for Christmas. In my household, uh, when I was younger, it was like no holds barred, everyone in at the same time, big scrum. So we all jump in, was wrapping paper flying everywhere. I am, of course, opening these presents. I'm so excited, I'm going through it, I'm so thankful for, uh, for the opportunity of getting these presents and how my parents looked after me at the time. And I got through most of them, there's only a few left, and I'd still not opened the present of hoping that these tickets would be there. I went through the final final few, I got to the final one, and I was praying, please let this be the tickets. I opened it up, and there, behold, before me, Lynx deodorant box set. (laughs) Any men looking forward to the Lynx deodorant box set? It's coming, let me tell you. It's hidden away already in the house somewhere. Absolutely gutted, but at the same time, kind of thankful for all the presents inside. I was like, there's just one present that's not coming. It's the present I've been asking for for two weeks. The day goes on. We go to, of course, Christmas dinner. We're eating. I'm eating the pigs and blankets. Very, very happy. But still thinking inside, where are these tickets? They've not come. Did I not give enough indication or enough pointers? I have no idea at this point. As we've just finished our dinner, we're kind of clearing the table. Everyone's kind of that overly full moment. People's got into the sweatpants and taken the jeans off, so they've got a little bit more breathing room. You all know the feeling. And then my mom, like the voice of the Lord, came through her and said, Sean, I forgot there's one more present I've not given you. I thought, get in there. She goes outside. She opens the door. She shuts the door. She comes back in, and I'm just waiting for this small little envelope with tickets inside. I can't wait to just see her walk in. All I need is this small little envelope, and I know inside there's going to be tickets. She walks back in. There's no small envelope. There's a big box. I'm thinking, oh, come on. I'm thankful for the box, but there's just something I want, and it's not in a big box. She puts the big box in front of me, and she clears the table, and I sign of like half smile, thinking I'm so thankful for this big box, but it's not what I was expecting. I open the box, and I open the box, and inside the box is another box. You've all done it before. You've all seen it happen before. I open that box, and inside is another box. I open that box, and there, behold, is a small little envelope. And I knew at that moment, there it was. I opened the envelope. Stoke City versus Hull City in the middle of January. Come on. In the first service, someone asked who won. Let me tell you, we won. Come on. A miracle. A Christmas miracle. I was so excited that this present had finally arrived. And you might be sat there thinking, why on earth are you telling us this story? Well, it's to kind of help us transition into the Christmas story. Because the Christmas story is an unusual story. And here's why the Christmas story is an unusual story. Because it shows us that sometimes the most unexpected presents can come wrapped in the most unusual forms. Sometimes the most interesting and purpose-filled gifts can come hidden in ways that we never expect or understand. Sometimes Christmas shows us that sometimes the greatest seasons of difficulty can actually be riddled with God-given purpose. And here we find ourselves with me finding this big box, but inside is hidden what exactly what I wanted. Well, I suggest to us this morning that Christmas and the story of Mary and Joseph is exactly the same. Tensions, difficulties, a season that is not great, not what they expect, and yet hidden beneath the story is the most incredible miracle that has ever come to the earth. And it came in a baby called Jesus Christ. Christmas is the one that we celebrate, Emmanuel, God with us. 
Now, the difficulty with that notion that we often don't address too much in church is simply this. We believe that God is with us. We celebrate a Christmas that God is with us. We celebrate Emmanuel, the God who came to earth to be close to his people. Yet what happens when we go through a season where it feels like God isn't with us? What happens in a moment where we're going through the journeys of life and the trials of life and the seasons of life and the pandemics of life and the COVID-19s of life and it feels like God isn't with us? How do we navigate seasons and moments ahead that will come and present that are here and past that we ventured through with the belief that God is with us but with a feeling and a capacity at times like he isn't. Well, here we find Joseph and Mary. Not a queen, not a king, not royalty, but two very normal people. Two normal people that were just journeying, engaged, looking to get married, journeying at the path of life, going through the highs and lows, and out of nowhere, pregnancy falls upon Mary. At this moment, the whole world is flipped upside down. Joseph has doubts. He has tensions. He has beliefs that there's been unfaithfulness. There are arguments and frustrations between the two of them. And we find ourselves in a very normal situation, but a miracle hidden in the normal. Can I suggest to you that this picture is very much like the normalities of life? As Christians, we know that God is with us. As Christians and followers of 